0: Welcome back to another episode of plant centered and thriving. My name is Ashley and I'm here today with Katie Hello. and today we're going to talk about what to do if I cannot go fully plant-based. So whether you're at an event, whether you live in a part of the world where going 100% plant-based isn't possible, we're going to talk about what you can do if you cannot go fully plant-based and we're going to talk about seven things, seven things you can do, right, Katie?
1: That's right. Lucky number seven.
0: Lucky number seven. And to start off, we want to talk about when you're transitioning to plant-based change is hard and transitioning to fully plant-based in a non-plant-based world can be really challenging as well. It can definitely come with its challenges depending on where you live, what you have access to. And by no means do you have to go 100% plant-based. I know that is an opinion that is not shared entirely with a lot of different people, but that is what I truly believe. If you can make small, even the smallest of changes over time, those changes are going to add up. So to start, take that pressure off yourself that you have to go 100% plant-based. We're going to dive into more of what that looks like.
1: I think especially because in the past few years, as social media becomes such a big resource for information sharing and inspiration. It's so easy to look at someone on social media and be like, okay, they are hundred percent plant-based and they are thriving. And I want to be just like them. And, oh, it's, it feels so hard. There's no way I could do it. So I'm just not going to do it. Ashley always says this, and I just love this about her. She has so many Ashley isms, but don't compare <laughs> someone else's middle to your beginning right? So if you're just starting, you need to make sure if you're comparing that you're comparing apples to apples. You know, it took actually three years. It took me several years to do that transition. Don't look at someone who's been doing it for 10 years to feel like you have to be where they are that was 10 years of work that they had to do that you're not seeing, right? Uh, those, that's 10 years of blood, sweat, and tears that <laughs> they that they had to go through. And that's part of your journey too. You have to go through and, and realize what works for you and what doesn't. And that doesn't happen overnight for everybody. It does for some people. And I applaud those people. We're all completely different. We're all individuals. So you know, we all have to start somewhere and it doesn't have to be that a hundred percent overnight. Don't put that pressure on yourself. Yes. Yeah.
0: Take it off. And when Katie says compare apples to apples, I love that because that basically means you're comparing yourself to yourself, <laughs> your journey to right. your own journey, which That's I think is so right. phenomenal. <laughs> so Katie, the first thing that we can do when we're transitioning and the option to maybe go 100% isn't quite there yet. The first thing that you can do is focus on adding in plants, adding in more plants. So focus on what you get to add, add is like underlined. Focus on what you get to add to your plate versus what you're taking away. Because what ends up happening as you're transitioning to plant-based and you're adding in more plants or making some, you know, fun switch some fun swaps here and there, that naturally weeds out things that maybe you don't want to eat anymore, or that you're hoping to not eat anymore later on down the road. So focus on number one, adding in plants.
1: Yes. Eat that rainbow concentrate. (laughs) You know, that's just kind of human nature as we concentrate on the negative or what we have to do or what we have to live without, or what we have to get rid of. And so trick your brain a little bit, ignore what you have to get rid of. Just focus on what you get to add the positives what you get to introduce, the experimentation, the fun, the new recipes, concentrate on what you get to add instead of what you have to get rid of. And that's going to make your brain have a more positive outlook, be more optimistic instead of kind of pessimistic and get rid of getting rid of that kind of restrictive mentality. We're going to, we want to concentrate on having that positive mentality, what we get to add and what we get to enjoy instead of what we have to live without.
0: Yep. So speaking of restriction, number two is to be flexible. And so that that's exactly what Katie was just talking about is to be flexible in your approach instead of feeling restricted or feeling you have to remove things or you can't, or shouldn't quote, quote, shouldn't eat things. It, it creates a completely different spin on what it is that you're doing. So the idea is that you're setting realistic goals for yourself. So yourself, your situation, again, comparing apples to apples. And if you don't reach them, stop and think about why and learn from it. And we've talked about this on previous episodes before of zooming out and kind of using these scenarios, situations as learning lessons. If you have goals for yourself and maybe you haven't quite achieved them yet, then just zoom out and take a look at why that may be. But the idea is don't use it as an excuse to quit. Because if you feel like this journey is aligned with you, someone had just said something to me about this. It might've been on Instagram of how, yes, it was. She had just felt this pull to be plant-based. It was like, there was this desire that she's like, I don't know where this is coming from, but I really want to eat this way. But I just, you know, and again, she's navigating sort of how she's going to do that. And so if you feel pulled to go plant-based, whether it's three months or three years, like what I did, or like Katie did, don't use it as an excuse to quit. If for some reason you're not as, as far along as maybe you'd like to be, or again, this is comparing yourself as somebody else is with their journey.
1: You got to give yourself a chance to adjust. And like we were talking about in the beginning, change is hard. So if you're not a hundred percent perfect and like especially those of you who are just starting that's when I think you need to be the most flexible. So, you know, if you live with other people, there's adjustment there. There's adjustment with your own habits. There's adjustment going to the grocery store. There's adjustment on maybe how you approach cooking. There's adjustment, you know, there's lots of changes that have to happen. And so for most people, I think that adjustment takes some time. So there's going to be a little bit of change that happens gradually rather than happens overnight. And uh, you want to be able to be flexible with yourself. You don't want to punish yourself or be self-destructive or guilt yourself or, uh, you know, shame yourself for not being a hundred percent you know, immediately being flexible in the beginning is going to help that sustainability. Katie,
0: I can see you and she's snapping her fingers, which means she means business. So this oh is my a God. very serious topic. <laughs> she's like, I'm getting into this.
1: If I'm snapping or if I'm slamming on the table, that means, yes. that means I'm passionate, baby. It's true.
0: <laughs> so number three is finding alternatives. And I think this is a, a, another great tip because so I think we can get so overwhelmed with all the alternatives that are out there, there are so many these days. And even if you walk into like Walmart or Target or Aldi, there are a lot of options out there. There are more and more options than what we've ever had, which is phenomenal, but don't get overwhelmed. Really start small. So Katie had given some examples. Like if you use regular dairy butter, switch it out for plant butter. I actually had a client recently who tried the Miyoko's butter. I don't know if you've ever tried that Katie, the like block of butter. It is, it, it, it can be a little expensive depending on where you get it. But she said we, cause they usually use regular butter. And she's like, my husband and I, we love this butter. She's like, I don't want to go back because I feel like this butter is better. And so I thought that was a really good example. And then things like cow's milk, you know, there are a lot of plant milk options out there, but what I recommend is just trying a few and seeing which one you like. If you don't want to drink cow's milk anymore, there are some really great options out there. I know I've tried, I feel like every single milk out there and I go back to the OG every single time I go back to swim milk. Cause that's just personally what I prefer.
1: And it's so funny, you're talking about butter. Like, so (laughs) you guys are gonna think I'm a crazy person. So (laughs) as a child, we used country crock butter. And I don't even think that's real butter. I think it's made of something fake. I don't know. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) uh, I don't know if it's made with lard or something, but I don't know. Um, But like, there's something nostalgic about that country crock, like crock of butter that it comes with. And so now I'm so excited because country crock has plant-based butters and they don't just have one, they have multiple. So like, literally I get like emotional when I go and get the country crock butter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It just makes me like very nostalgic and to be like, okay, it's just like, you know, it's just like when I was a kid. And I know that sounds insane, but you know, food has emotion tat attached to it. So getting back to the topic at hand, so I'm not crying over butter, but uh, don't suffer from like that analysis paralysis. So like a lot of times choice is great, right? Choice is fantastic, but sometimes that can kind of paralyze us and be like, Oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. Just pick one. Right. Just pick one or like reach out to some plant-based people that, you know, or some influencers to be like, okay, what's your favorite? Okay. If they like it, maybe that'll be a good chance that I like it. Right. Swap with your butter, swap with your creamer, swap with your milk and just start with one. Don't like go to the store and be like, okay, I have to get all 10 options and see which one, you know, works best. If you want to, if you have that, you know, budget, go, go for it, go wild. Um, But don't feel like you have to find the perfect one immediately. It's just like regular eating, like it's trial and error. So if you see a new product, you try it. If you don't like it, don't be like, okay, I can't be plant-based now. Uh, That's just, that just doesn't vibe with you. I guarantee you there's something out there that you'll like.
0: Yep, absolutely. And so Katie had just mentioned asking a friend or getting advice from someone. The number four tip that we have is to join a community or find some sort of support system where if you do have a question like, oh my goodness, I'm at the grocery store and there are 10 different plant milks, which one do I choose? Find a community where you can ask those types of questions, Uh, find a system to help You avoid feelings of isolation, I think, is the big thing, Um, especially as you're newer to plant based eating, because we don't want you to feel alone on your journey. So it is really helpful to have that community or even to have a go to person. Um, A client recently asked me what my favorite yogurt was. Just someone that you can go to and ask, like, hey, I'm thinking about trying this alternative. Which one do I pick?
1: Absolutely. If you're like me, I don't have anyone besides Ashley, I don't have anybody. In my immediate circle so like family or friends that are really like 100% vegan or plant-based so when I have questions like I can't reach out to them about normal stuff like I reach out to them for about normal life stuff but I don't I can't use them as a resource for kind of questions about this so not only about questions like you know what's your favorite but another reason community is so important is like how do you navigate those difficult questions? How do you navigate holidays, things like that? They're also a great resource for those types of things because they've already been through it. Yes. Yeah. I think that's, that's really great advice.
0: So number five is listen to your body. And I know that sounds like, so Well, what does that even mean? Well, what we mean basically is as you're making decisions on what foods to eat again, like what plant milks to buy, what yogurts to buy, you know, what, plant-based burgers. Do I want, as you're making these types of decisions on what foods you want to eat, let your body also help you decide. So pay attention to how different foods make you feel as well along the way. And I know Katie and I've had different experiences. And actually I was just talking to a client recently this morning about it. And she was talking about how she's tried different pizzas in her hometown. And she said, gosh, Ashley, I would try a couple of these pizzas and I just wouldn't feel good afterwards. I mean, they were vegan, they were plant-based, but I just felt crummy. And then she's like, Ashley, I finally found a pizza that I can enjoy. Not just, doesn't it just taste good, but it actually makes me feel good afterwards. I don't feel poorly afterwards. So that was a big win. And that's kind of what we mean is like using that as a guide as
1: well. I love that story (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because I think that's a struggle and a big reason that people may think going plant-based is a turnoff is because you can't enjoy the stuff that you always enjoy. And it might take a little bit of extra effort, a little bit of trial and error, but there are definitely, you know, at this stage in the game, there are definitely recipes out there that can very closely mimic your you know, all of your favorites. So mac and cheese, pizza, cheesecake, all that good stuff. So again, it might be trial and error, but that's true with anything, right? I've had pizza when I ate dairy cheese, I've had pizza that I didn't especially enjoy. Right. And that's, that. you know, that's not a vegan thing or a, a you know, meat eater thing. That's just a life thing, right? There's, <laughs> yes. there's food that you like and food that you don't. But I remember when I started I had been vegetarian for several years and then I tried to go, I had been vegan, fell off the wagon and tried to return to it. And it was like a shock to my system. I, all of a sudden, like overnight, I was like, okay, uh, nothing about beans, lettuce. Uh, fruit and it was like all this acid and my body was like whoa baby <laughs> uh, so I definitely had some like digestive uh, issues and uh, a lot of bloating and things like that um, because it was just a shock to my system so uh, that's actually uh, one of the reasons I reach out to Ashley and we had to kind of you know, slow it down and be like, okay, we got to do this, you know, strategically. Um, So, you know, there are some downsides to going overnight, you know, sometimes your body may need a chance to adjust and you may need a strategy to be like, okay, what foods can my body handle right now? I was like, gung ho. I was ready to slow My (laughs) body was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so you definitely have to listen and and again don't use that as an excuse to be like okay well I just can't go plant-based uh it's just like anything some t- some foods agree with us and some don't so you just have to find what makes you feel energized and satiated and how can I adjust if I'm feeling not 100% what what can I change
0: Yep. Yeah. And along those same lines. So number six and Katie, I'm going to switch six and seven. Number six is to enjoy each bite. So as you're transitioning, as you're going along on your journey, and this really is for anybody is really take your time while eating as well. Notice the different colors that you're now incorporating into your diet smell the different aromas maybe they're new maybe they're familiar and appreciate the textures I know that's something that especially with tofu took me a little while to perfect and uh, appreciate the texture of tofu because for so long I had thought of tofu as this like mushy stuff that I used to get off the salad bar that was so gross actually that I did not
1: tofu get it. is bad it, yeah
0: <laughs> no. and I digress I did not get it off the salad bar. I remember looking at it at the salad bar, I mean, like who would even eat this, but that's part of the process as well is taking the time to appreciate these different aspects of maybe new foods that you haven't taken the time to eat before, or maybe you once thought that they were really weird, like tofu. And now you're finding ways to really enjoy them or crisp them up and make them really tasty. So and along those same lines with enjoying each bite is expressing gratitude for the meal that you're, you're able to eat as well, because expressing that gratitude, again, can put that positive spin on what's in front of you and increase that level of satisfaction that you're experiencing with the meal and during the meal time.
1: Preach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm here all day. <laughs>
1: I mean, I think that is such a good tip and so such a good reminder for any, like Ashley was saying, this goes for anybody, no matter what you eat, like we, and I can only speak for myself, but I mean, I used to just scarf it right. One, cause I would be starving because uh, I had a really busy job and would only eat like at the end of the day. So I had, I mean, I, I was done in like two minutes so there was no savoring no uh gratitude practice none of that it was just like shovel that stuff in because my body is like, I am so hungry. Right. And we just get so busy, right. You know, at the end of the day, or, you know, we have a quick lunch hour. We're just trying to get to the next thing, or maybe we're relaxing and watching kind of trash TV. And so that's taking our focus. Your brain gets so much more satisfaction. If you just take the time, take a breath. And like, Ashley was saying, enjoying the colors, enjoying the you know, appreciating where that food came from and all the work that it took to get to our plate. I mean, there's such an appreciation for that as an American, like that, you know, that orange went through some stuff to get to me, you know? (laughs) so true. And so just taking the time to kind of appreciate that and incorporating that into your gratitude practice to just appreciate your food that much more. Cause it, again, it kind of tricks your brain into, instead of, you know, you really have strong memories and that satisfaction kind of stays with you. And so, especially if you're, you're exploring new recipes, uh, it helps you, you know, almost crave that stuff. Right. Cause so we, you know, those, and I, again, I can't speak for anybody else, but like transitioning the things that I would crave would be like ice cream, uh, cheese, things like that. And so by replacing those kind of old memories, you want to train your brain, to take the time to appreciate and start to crave these new things that you're incorporating, because a lot of the stuff, you know, I had never eaten before. So, you know, I want my brain to remember that and to, you know, I want to look forward to the meals that I prepare. Yeah. It's just taking the time and, and really concentrating on, you know the textures and the taste and um you know the temperatures and and the look of it and you know really getting all your senses involved because that's going to make you look forward to the to the next meal yep
0: yeah it really is and along those lines as well as you're trying new things and as you're transitioning and as you're comparing apples to apples so comparing your journey to your journey The seventh thing, the final thing is to celebrate and celebrate yourself, celebrate your successes, celebrate your progress, no matter how small, no matter what it looks like. This is such an important part of your journey is to celebrate yourself, to become your biggest cheerleader and to take note of those small things that you're doing that again are going to add up over time. So Get used to it and get used to us talking about it. Cause we love talking about celebrating ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I always wanted to be on the cheerleader squad. I never did it, uh, but I always wanted to. <laughs> so now I get to be kind of a half cheerleader, but Ashley and I are always here to, you know, cheer you on. And that could be if you decide to do meatless Mondays or decide to just start with, okay, can I only do breakfast? Or can I incorporate one extra vegetable at each meal? Or can I start to eat more fruit? Can I incorporate one plant-based swap, you know, one dairy swap with one plant-based swap? All of those are reasons for celebration. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to deprive yourself until you like reach the big giant goal of like going a hundred percent vegan that could be three years down the road that's a long way to wait for you know your big you know your big celebration moment you want to keep that motivation up and celebrate each win can maintain you can sustain in order to get to that big goal uh because you know how many people can wait three years before they finally, you know, reach, reach victory. You know, you want to be your own biggest cheerleader and be excited about all the, all the changes that you're making. Cause that's, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's so awesome. So we want to be here. We want to celebrate with you and we want you to celebrate yourself as much as possible. I honestly wish I had some of these tools with me when I first started, but I'm not going back. So yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that you're here listening so that we can give you things that we wish we would have had when we were transitioning.
1: Yes. And we'd love to hear about your successes. So share with us on social media, your, your successes for the week.
0: Yes, we would love to hear that. You can tag us at Plant Centered Katie and Plant Centered Nutrition. We would love to hear the things that you are celebrating this week. Thank you for being here. And
1: we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Plant-Centered and Thriving podcast today. If you found this episode inspiring, please share it with a friend or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally say thank you. Until next time, keep thriving.